0: Courageous leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage.
1: Hello, everyone! I'm so glad you are here at our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan. We love to encourage people that, like never before in our country and in the world, as we watch what's going on around, that we need courageous leaders. And I'm not talking generally about people in the White House or our representatives, but we as individual people, wherever God plays us, we can be courageous leaders. And many of you know that I'm talking from my own experience. If you read my book, Saving My Assassin, you know that God can put you in a very dangerous situation and you still can be a courageous leader. But I love on my podcast to bring to you example of courageous leaders so you can learn from them what courageous leadership looks like. And today we have a courageous leader in the media. So I would love for you to meet Jerry Newcomb. He is an executive director of the Providence Forum, an author, and a TV producer. In fact, I met (coughs) Jerry as a TV producer for James Kennedy Ministries. He invited me to be on the TV program several times, and even this year and NRB, we recorded a program that will be uh, air soon. And also, um, Jay, you have a podcast, and I have been on your podcast several times. So would you please introduce yourself, Jay? I'm so glad you are here.
0: Well, thank you so much, Virginia, for uh, uh, this opportunity. And um, I write a column on a regular basis uh, for the ministry and it's posted by God's grace on WorldNet daily and often on townhall.com and newsmax and other outlets. And one time, one of the columns I wrote about two years ago was about the problem of socialism and how socialism is becoming popular, even among young Americans. And I don't know how you saw it, but somewhere out in cyberspace, you saw it and you contacted me and said, you, you must learn about my book and my story and what I have to say on this subject. And then I was able to invite you on my program and, uh, the radio podcast. And then we got you on the, the Coral Ridge program, which is now called Truth that Transform. It's still produced by D. James Kennedy Ministries and is on different stations all around the country and even around the world, uh, to tell your story. But, uh, so I write a lot of books and I write a lot of columns and uh, make a lot of TV programs. And I've actually been uh, gainfully employed uh, for by God's grace for uh, almost 35 years now uh, with D. James Kennedy Ministries. Actually, it'll be, it'll be uh, 36 years uh, come this August, which is just next month. And I'm so grateful. And the last uh, most Uh, recent responsibility I've taken on at the ministry is there's something called Providence Forum. Providence Forum was founded by Dr. Peter Loback. And Peter Loback is the president of Westminster Theological Seminary. And the goal of Providence Forum is to help Americans to realize our rich Christian heritage. And Dr. Peter Loback and I wrote a book together about 10 years ago called George Washington's Sacred Fire. And it It documents, beyond a reasonable doubt, that our first president was indeed a believing Christian. He was an an 18th century Anglican. He was not a deist, as some people like to say, as if he was a kind of a closet unbeliever. No, he was a Christian. And so anyway, we wrote that book together, and Dr. Lilbeck founded Providence Forum to help Christians realize our rich Christian heritage and why it matters. And now, because of other responsibilities, mainly as the president of Westminster Theological Seminary, he actually gave that ministry that he founded to D. James Kennedy Ministries. And D. James Kennedy Ministries put me in charge of Providence Forum. So in addition to working on a lot of the TV programs and the columns and so forth, I'm also working with the uh, the Providence Forum. So never a dull moment.
1: Yes, and congratulations on all of this area working on for 35 years. Would you please share with us how you started and how would you encourage someone who will say, oh, I'm too young or, oh, I'm too old or "Eh, maybe I don't have what you have. That that will be very interesting to hear from you.
0: Well, I would... uh First of all, I would give this advice, and that is for somebody who's not even in the field but wants to be, look for opportunities to serve even in a way that you don't get paid for. Uh, Do more than you're paid for. Uh, In fact, do so much more than you're paid for that the the bosses would be foolish to get rid of you. I mean, make yourself useful. Find a need and fill it. And, uh, I know in the case of D. James Kennedy Ministries, even the first year or so that I was here, there were, you know, some bumpy roads that I was hitting and, you know, disagreements, creative disagreements that I had with, with, uh, one person in charge and so forth. But about a year later, the opportunity came up for me to, you know, be involved in directly helping to produce, uh, some of our programs. And I ended up having to work a lot of time, you know, Overtime, unrequited toil, you know, not being paid for it. And then later on, they made good on that and they actually paid me in arrears. But in the meantime, I basically worked myself up into a, a better position by just, uh, you know, hard work. And in fact, there's an old saying that says sometimes not opportunity knocks on the door, but people don't recognize it because it, it's dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. So the bottom line is, this is like what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might and do it unto the Lord. And the Lord will open the doors for you as you seek to serve him with a good motive and working hard.
1: Uh, I believe you are so right about that and doing the extra mile and everything because you sow what you, you're you going to reap what you sow. And that's so incredible. The principle is there. I also... You know, Virginia, can I interrupt
0: you real fast? Because, uh, you know, right now the socialists in America, like Bernie Sanders and AOC, you know, if if you say you know, we don't agree with socialism, and, and they would say something like, well, we're not talking about the socialism or communism in Cuba or uh, Venezuela. We're talking about the socialism you find in Norway and Sweden. My wife is from Norway. I've been to Norway multiple, multiple times. We were married there, and Norway has a very strong Christian work ethic. Norway uh, was pervaded by the gospel for about a thousand years. Now, in the last generation or so, like America, they're starting to move away and against their Christian heritage, but that heritage is still there. And that work ethic, that Christian work ethic, which, uh, that's been very strong, that's still a very important part of Norway. And that's part of the equation, you see. And so when somebody like Bernie Sanders says, you know, we're talking about Norway. Norway is a capitalist country with a very strong uh, safety net, you know, like a big social welfare net. But it's because of that Protestant Christian work ethic that's been there for so long that they're able to to get by, you know, during this time of transition.
1: I I will say uh, that Norway might be a society with a democratic uh, welfare system not socialist because i live under socialists and i live under communists and the essence of socialists and communists is that they replace christ they replace your god with the government they don't allow you to go to church they will persecute you they will put to jail or or make you disappear and so forth so uh, the work Christian ethics with the democratic system works because the, the essence, like you said, will remain. But they are lying. They are lying to, to us when, when they say, oh, it's going to be different because you can see even right now that Christians are not persecuted in America, but they are marginalized. They are mocked and God is mocked and so forth. Uh, but when you think about those, those situations, circumstances that we are um, um, experiencing, experiencing in America, many people are fearful. Many people, they don't feel like they are leaders or if they think that they want to be leaders, they think, oh, I will make myself a target. What would you say uh, to them? Because the, the leadership and the skills, I believe it's in each person, because God gave us talents and skills and everything. He is the one who will flourish that um, leadership in us. But fear is so powerful in America today. How would you encourage them to overcome the fear and become the courageous leader that God wants them to be?
0: Well, I would say the main thing would be to focus on what you feel God has called you to do regardless of the results. I mean, Jesus said to us that if we want to follow him, we must take up our cross and follow him. And that imagery in that day meant uh, you would deal with the scorn of society and the shame. You were bearing that cross on your way to be crucified. Crucifixion was this incredibly cruel means of, of execution by the state. And the purpose of it, in effect, was to create a living billboard. In other words, like Jesus Christ was a negative example to Rome, full with Rome, you know, cross our wires, you know, get, you know, on the wrong side of the state, and this is how you're going to end up. This is like an example to all of the rest of you to stay in line. And so Jesus calls us to bear our cross. And, you know, in America, we're not being put to death generally for our faith. You know, we may be marginalized. We may lose out on, on positions. We may lose friends or whatever, but at the end of the day, look what Jesus did for us on our behalf, that we might be forgiven. If you believe in Jesus and you know repent from your sins, look what he did in paying such a price by going to the cross for us. Um, therefore, let us not be ashamed of him; otherwise, he'll be ashamed of us. Uh, you know, when when we actually see him face to face. We're all going to stand before Jesus and give an account of our lives. So if if you're fearful about this, uh, ask God to give you the strength to take it one day at a time. And one of my favorite quotes, Virginia, comes from our sixth president, John Quincy Adams, son of a key founding father, John Adams. John Quincy Adams was very strong against slavery and fought against it all his life and helped Get a lot of information into the mind of, of Abraham Lincoln, who then was able to, you know, fight slavery also, but successfully at the end by the war and so forth. But here's the bottom line: John Quincy Adams said, "Duty is ours; results are God's." And I like that. That's my motto: "Duty is ours; results are God's." God, what do you want me to do? It's it's like the statement attributed to Mother Teresa. God doesn't call us to be faithful. I mean, I'm sorry. God doesn't call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. That's the yeah. key.
1: Yeah. I like what you said. And I want to emphasize because when you become, um, um, we, we might call target, but you call it a billboard for the society, like Christ was. You know, on on the uh, on the cross, they thought that he was a loser. They never thought that he was the winner of the entire world. But when you become a billboard, that somebody will make fun of you, will mock you, will you lose everything? In fact, you are becoming the courageous leader that, through your actions and you will shine so bright in the society, others will be encouraged and will follow, and we will change America back to God. (coughs) That's our our chance, our opportunity, because many times we look at the government, we look at the president, we look at our representatives or others to do the job. But God said, go and make disciples. change with twelve disciples he he changed the world and he said go and do your part yes you will you will be uh, a billboard uh, an open bible uh, a courageous leader that others will see my power in you that that's an, an amazing. He said it from the beginning, and we all know that we cannot be more than uh, treated differently that he was treated. But the 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 good news is that we belong to a winning winning team. Christ never lost a battle, so when we go in his team, we know that at the end. If it's the end, it's here or in heaven. We are winners. Some uh, people might be might be martyrs. We we see all over the world. Some uh, people will be successful here and faithful to God. And, and I believe that God wrote his his uh, story in me, under five feet tall uh, woman, uh, and and uh, to show the world his power. And his care and his victories. So I believe there is an encouragement in that. And I, I'm, I believe you said, "In I, I, I never heard about this, but I'm going to quote you on this—a billboard of God's power."
0: Well, actually, and the, the direct comment in reference to the billboard was that that all victims of crucifixion in the Roman Empire were like living billboards. But Christ was the ultimate one. And uh, as you say, it you know, worldly wise, even to the eyes of the disciples, they thought it was all over. They thought this thing was finished. But because Jesus first, you know, phase one, he had to pay for our sins. He didn't have to do it. He could have said no. And, you know, then we would have been stuck and, and lost in our sins. But he did it. He did it willingly and voluntarily. And in that, you know, the devil was able to nip at, at Jesus' heel, but Jesus was able to crush the devil's head. And this was prophesied uh, at, right in the Garden of Eden. You can see this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. So, so Christ is the ultimate model, and you're absolutely right. We are on the winning side. And somebody once noted this. They said, Don't worry so much what other people think about you. Concern yourself with what other people think about Jesus because of you.
1: Yes, yes. This is so amazing. We're going to end it here. It's so beautiful the way you said it. I just want to thank you so very much, Jay, for coming here. We're going to invite you next time because you have so much to offer. But I want to thank you so very much.
0: Oh, thank you, Virginia appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. If you want to know more about Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiatrodanbooks.com.